Welcome to the Catfish and Crappie Podcast. Tonight's guest, the great Lyle Stokes. How you doing, Lyle? I'm wonderful, sir. Thank you for having me. I, you were just going to say something before we started the podcast. I wanted to save it for it, and hopefully I you thought, didn't forget. No, I... Because <laughs> you got that magic cup just like I do. You got to love these stainless steel tumblers because people don't know what you're drinking. That's exactly right. You know, over the years, I've adopted several sons in the fishing community. You have. You and Dockery, of course, Chad, a few others like Josh and some of the others. But recently, a young lady started calling me Pops. And um, it kind of caught me off guard at first because you don't usually get that from from ladies. But um, Betty has started doing that, and I accept her with open arms. She's such a sweet young lady. Nobody catches any more fish than Betty Cross does, and I am proud that she considers me part of her family because we all consider her part of ours. Amen. Her and D. You got to get D. Yeah, I want to say hello to D. You know, she hasn't started the pop stuff yet, but she will. I'm, I'm figuring it's coming. It. Yeah. <laughs> I consider them both my sisters. Thank I really Katie. do. And Katie, absolutely. Hello, absolutely. James and Katie. They're probably watching in the background. Yeah, I'm there. sure they are. And and I know I, I didn't get to mention well, this. Well, they, they might have turned it off after we how we started. Well, they might have, but James yeah, Katie might have turned it back on. Katie likes that Christmas spirit that we she spread. does. James is just an old grouchy guy, but he, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I told him, I said, you know, you need to go to the doctor because you're not getting any better. And he, him hauled around. Well, today he finally went to the doctor. I said, you know, a wise old man told you to go two weeks ago. And you can imagine what he told me, but regardless, we're hoping he gets to feeling better and becomes back to his grouchy old self. Did, did, was he talking about you, Lyle? Or were you talking about you? You call yourself an old man? No, he was. He he did. But Creole Creole with the with the with the <laughs> bacon emojis. All right, out of the way, bacon. He must have some money on how long it is before I start talking about bacon, and he just won. So there He's you go. Worked you into it. You can PayPal me. You got my PayPal address. You can PayPal me my cut. I take ten percent off the top. James with the emojis in a private message. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Many, many, many. <laughs> so, Lyle, real quick, before, before this questions, I already see a question from Freddie and Avid already. So oh. let's uh, um, let's start a little bit by uh, reintroducing yourself and uh, why I'm having you on here. Okay. And, and and why you're so qualified, at least in my opinion, to answer these questions. Can you can you tell the people in podcast land a little bit about what's going on here? Uh, I've been a custom rod builder since 1984. That's I my freshman year of high school. No, I was a little before then. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I started out... Um, I was fly fishing for trout at a local trout park here, Bennett Springs. And a guy by the name of Charlie Redding, which in my opinion at the time was the very best fly rod builder in the United States. And today he is still the very best fly rod builder in the United States. I don't care who the rest of them think they are. He's the best there's ever been at building fly rods. And he built one for me. And i done some work on a car for him and then paid him the difference. <clears throat> And um, I wanted him to build me a bass rod because we was doing some bass tournaments in those days, and he didn't have time to do it. He was two years out. So he got all the stuff, and he coached me through it. 
the first one and it turned out pretty good. And the second one I did was a fly rod that's in my brother's gun cabinet has been there since 1984 has never been used. It was used one time. Um, my brother-in-law's dad used it one time to make sure it worked all right. And that's the only time it's ever had a reel on it. And Mark said it was too pretty to use. And I didn't agree with him. I built it for him to use. But that's what he chose to do with it. It's still in that gun cabinet today. And then I just started building rods. And we started catfishing and stuff. And, and I built a lot of our own catfishing rods. And what I was busy then doing more than I needed to do. And a guy approached me about when that's when bumping started coming along. And a guy asked me to build him a bumping rod because everybody was using musky rods and they broke because they just muskies, regardless of what people think, do not put up the fight that a hundred pound blue does in current on the Mississippi River at seven eight mile an hour. Just it just don't do it. And um, three years later, we come up with what I considered the perfect bumping rod. I could still sell a million of them if I could build them that fast. And there's been five or six guys that I personally know of that sent them overseas to have them copied from the Chinese guys, and they still don't get it right. There's only one company that makes this blank. They make it to my specification. You can't get it anywhere else, and I don't tell nobody where it's at. And uh, you're still making rods to this day, aren't you, Lyle? I am. I'm doing a, bump, a couple of bumping rods right now, two fly rods, and I've got orders for several of the regular anchor rods, boat rods, whatever you want to call them. Um, I don't do as many as I used to. One time I was 100 rods behind, and that's just too much. You don't have time to do anything besides work. I'm supposed to be retired. I'm old. I don't care. Uh, and I tell everybody, if you can't wait for me to get to it uh, on my time, then you might want to look somewhere else to get it done, and I can give you some great recommendations. There you go. And I would just want to take a second to brag here that I have two, <laughs> two of your rods. I got a bumping rod. And I got a crappie rod. So you're starting to, to get out into the crappie part of our panfish part of it, right? I've built a lot of crappie rods over the years, but I never told anybody. And um, the reason was, as I got older, my eyes got worse and worse and worse. Um, but I had um, a surgery on both eyes here a couple of years ago. And for what it was supposed to do, it really didn't do that. But it made things so much brighter. When I do them little bitty rods, fly rods, and 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 uh, ultralights and stuff like that, I use such fine thread that it was hard to see. But when you get done with that, it's supposed to look like a ribbon, not one thread wound up over. Mm -hmm. I want mine to look a certain way, and that surgery did help that. I still have to wear glasses, but uh, it did help that where I can see that a little bit better and I can get the outcome I'm looking for. Uh, so that was that was good but yeah i do quite a few of them i just never did tell anybody about it that that's the first question that brought that one to mind freddy's outdoor adventure says first question when can i get a krampus cane now these krampus canes are they ice are, are they ice fishing rods lyle put it to rest or are they cropping? this has started out as one thing it's led to another the original krampus cane that James Dockery has is an ultralight two-piece fishing rod. And it's six or six and a half foot long. I don't remember. I'd have to look back. Um, but James has had that thing since we was at Mendota. He's caught a ton of fish on it. Katie's caught a bunch of fish on it. Dented a lot of dock roofs. 
And I don't know how many doctors he's hit with it, but he ain't tore it up yet. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. <laughs> Evan Fisherman's got a question for you. He says, how easy is it to replace a rod tip on a heavy action rod? First off, it doesn't, does it really matter the action of the rod no. or just the, 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 the diameter of the actual blank that you're trying to repair, right? Yeah, the, the, those are epoxied on. All, all of the uh, tip tops are epoxied on, and you have to heat them up. Um, depending on what kind of epoxy they use, some of them require just a very little bit of heat to work them back and forth and then pull them off. The thing you don't want to do is get them too hot and soften up the blank, because if you do, you've ruined it, and you have to cut it off at that point and put a bigger in. And the, the diameter of the tip that goes over the blank is measured in 64th of an inch. So you need some kind of caliper that will measure in 64th of an inch, and if it's 1064th or 1364th or 764th, whatever it is, then just call me or somebody else that's got tips and or a, or a company. It's easier to get them from a builder because they got a selection of them where if you order them from one of the supply houses, they don't want to just sell you one tip, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, measure it up and, and do it. Or if that guide's still good, then you can clean it out with an old drill bit and take some some really fine, like, 600 sandpaper and, and go over the tip and get some good two-part epoxy and put on top of it and slip her back in there and make sure she's lined up good. So they do, they do sell those. They sell the kits uh, online and in some stores and stuff yep. yeah so the normal everyday person can do it so uh, uh, yeah it's it's not hard and the easiest way to get it once you get it on there and you get it where you think's lined up have the reel off of it look straight down your guides and at that point you're going to notice that some of them are not straight but you just hit the middle of it and you want to line it up with the rail seat the mm-hmm. center of the reel seat will always get you where you need to go very good. Uh, Eric Massey says, here pretty soon, Lyle, I'm going to get a hold of you for some catfish rods. The new boat is going to be set up for guiding blue cats. Well, good luck with that, Eric. So you got an order coming through. Freddie's Outdoor Adventures with a super chat. Way to go, Freddie. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks so much, Freddie. Eric, you just let me know when you're ready. We'll get together. You guys can come over here, and I'll get some rods out, and you can play around with some that I have here and see what you like, and we'll go from there. You're close. He's close enough. He can do that. He can. Yeah. Eric's only 30, 25 miles from me or something like that. So, so I'm going to give Freddie a boom. Way to go. Freddie. Thank you for supporting the show. I really appreciate you, my friend. You're an awesome dude. Uh, So I'm going to put this question up on screen. Betty over a couple crosses fishing says pops. If you could make anyone in the world a rod, what would you make me and why? (laughs) (laughs) I would make you the absolute greatest crappie rod that you've ever held in your hands. And I know you love your St. Croix rods, and there's nothing wrong with them. Mine are just better. <laughs> I, have a, I, I, have a name, I have a name in mind for said rod, but we can talk offline because we don't <laughs> want that, that name to be taken up. It's actually a pretty cool name. I just thought of it. So remind me of that, Betty. We're going to name your rod something cool. So. <laughs> Okay, Eric, if you'd like them all to match, that's not a problem. We'll just do that. You just let me know. Um, We can make them any way you want them. All right, folks, I am a little behind in the chat, but I'm trying to get all of these questions as they come in. So if you have a question, uh, please put the 
um, the emojis in front, question mark emojis or some asterisks or something to, to help us see it. I'm trying hard not to miss any questions. If you want your question to the front of the line, I, I, super chats are always the way to go. Um, Uncle Lou says Mindy has one of them, and I can't use it. She won't let you use it is what she's saying. <laughs> I built that for, for Lee, for her. Oh, I don't know. Lee, you have to tell me how many years ago it's been. It's been quite a while. Boom, Creole Catfishing with the four ninety nine super chat. What's going on, Creole? Can you esteemed guest? Can your esteemed guest explain the difference between S glass and E glass and the advantages disadvantages of both for anchoring in specific? Being I specific. can. I can. And and here's the thing that you have to remember: the S glass is a compound that is really heavy. It's, it's made for extreme salt water conditions. So the guys that are using these in the catfish industry that says their stuff has got the S-glass compound in it, there's not enough of it in that blank that you could ever find it if you tore it up and tried to have it found. They just are weigh a ton because S-glass is really, really heavy compound. E-glass, on the other hand, is just slightly heavier than fiberglass. It's extremely strong and durable and a whole lot cheaper. The S-blanks are several hundred dollars for the good ones. And that's why I say the ones that are saying they got in there, they don't have enough of the compound in it to even say they got it. So basically what you're getting is a fiberglass blank. Some of them are like hybrid. Some of them are wrapped in it or, or yeah. whatever, right? And yeah, some they, of them just do the tip in it and, and, and make it a deal like that. But very few of them use hardly any of the S compound. It's just too expensive. Cool. So I hope that, I hope that answers your questions. And like e-glass, that's your typical like, uh, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that would be your typical um, uh, ugly stick, correct? Um, some of them are. The e-glass is a graphite compound mixed with fiberglass is what they is how they get e-glass. Okay. Um, it's, it's got some carbon and stuff in it, too, but mostly it's graphite and and um, fiberglass, and it makes a very durable bank. And one of the things that, that you have to understand that people, well, they say, well, it's X6 or uh, 5 or 7 or 8 or whatever it is, that, that stuff just they don't make any difference. What you're looking for is the number on the modulus of graphite that's in any rod blank. That's how you determine the quality of it. The average rod blank that is on the market of buy off the shelf stuff, uh, a good graphite rod that you can get 35, 40 million modulus of graphite. Uh, my bumping rod blanks are 65. They're a little pricey, but worth every penny. Um, that don't mean you don't break one once in a while because everything's breakable. You don't know what people are going to do. Once yeah. it leaves your hand, it's kind of out of your control. But, you know, that's like I seen in here that that um, Lee said it, that rod that I built for Mindy is four, five, six years old, something like that. So, um, you know, we intend for them to last that long. I, I give a pretty good warranty on them. I hardly ever turn anybody down as long as they're – I had a guy message me the other – here a while back. It's been a few months. And said, um, uh, I broke my rod. I said, How'd you break it? Because first thing everybody else said, Well, I caught a catch of fish. He said, I broke it in a car door. <laughs> I said, Well, send it to me. And I built him a brand new one because you can't repair them when they're broke like that. You just they're can't. Shatter, I built, right? yeah, yeah. I built him a brand new one and shipped it to him. And he said, 
How come you do this? It's not under warranty. I said, because you was honest with me. You didn't say I broke it on a fish. Because if I see it, I'm going to know. If it's been shut in a door, there's a dent where the door frame in it. I know what that looks like. I see it a million times. But when people are honest with me, they, an honest person deserves an honest break. I just built him a brand new instrument then. I agree. Let me thank a couple of people here, Lyle. Sunfish King with a $5 super chat. He says, great show, gentlemen. Thank you very much. We're going to have him on Panfish Nation, aren't we, Lyle? We are. I'm we looking are. forward to that. I've seen this young man on for a little while. I watch in the background a little bit. You never know who's watching people. That's right. So uh, I look forward to talking to him. We got a great guest coming up on Monday, too. We got, um, what? What's, it's Dave, right, over from Flop and Crappie. David? Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to that this Thursday. Oh, yeah, me too. Good, I've been watching him for a while, too. He's a heck of a crappie angler from up in the Minnesota slash Wisconsin. I'll, I'll definitely find out on Wednesday exactly where he's from, um, and it'll be uh, a, a great show. I know that. I know he's right there up on the border, and he goes back and forth between the two states. Thank you, Mike's Fishing Home. What's going on? He says, Mark and Lyle, uh, together, give it up. Awesome. I appreciate it. Let's see if I can get back over here. I think the last question I saw was from uh, Justin over at Justin's Fishing Fetish. There we go. Where's a good place to get inexpensive blanks for beginners? Now, Justin's a do-it-yourself or he's constantly yes, he making fishing stuff, so uh, this would be a good question to answer for him. Get and started. I will answer that in one second. We have a guest that you had on last week that says, hey, Pops, it's my first number one son, Luke Hinges. And Luke, glad to see you in chat, my friend. What's going on, Luke? How you doing? It was a pleasure talking to Luke last week on my show. It's the first time I got a chance to talk to him. And uh, what a great very, young man! Very good dude. He's got he's you know Lyle. He's got that gold plated reel that you want. I know he's got it going on. He's he got one. He got one. He he posted a video review of it today. I saw it right oh, before Fish Weekly. He got a gold plate. Now you got to see the the young guys are more players than us old guys sometimes. Luke, 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 Luke. Look what I got, Luke. Look, look what I got, Luke. Look, look, look at that. <laughs> For those I love me some Luke Hinges. He's the best. For those of you guys listening to the auto podcast, Lyle showed off some of the collection he has wrapped around his desk. He keeps all his pressure, uh, his precious abus. They're like his rings in Lord of the Rings. It, <laughs> he right. pets them after shows. He goes, Oh, my precious. I do. <laughs> as far as Justin. The best thing that I can give to you, there's a lady in Kansas City, and right off the top of my head, I can't think of her name, but the best place for the everyday guy that wants to start out buying stuff that's not going to break the bank is a place called Mud Hole down in Florida. And I still buy some stuff from them. I have a commercial account because I buy so much stuff, but I've got places in California stuff that they won't sell to you unless you uh, do so many thousand dollars worth of business with them a year. And you're not going to do that starting out. I, you just can't. Pardon me. Uh, but that's who I would recommend anybody that's starting out with. There used to be a place called Merrick's Tackle, but they're out of business now, and Mudhole bought them. So uh, that would be a good place to, to start. But I have, a, I have a company out of California right now. Um, they make a lot of stuff, but they also import a lot of stuff. And they got containers on three ships that they can't get unloaded. So, and it's no sense of shipping them to Florida and then having them shipped all the way across the United States to get them back yep. to California. So they got to wait. 
I believe Mudhole has those repair kits that I'm sure they do. Yeah. Ford too. So if you guys are looking to repair your rods, just a little side note: there's a good place to check them too. I've ordered from them before. It is. Just remember that get some way of measuring it, and it it to order the correct tube size. It's in sixty fourths of an inch. Now, now measuring it, and, and and here's a plug for Harbor Freight. Harbor Freight has a a, a a cheap set of calipers, right? Micrometer as well. So if you guys need something to measure stuff like that, if you do anything handy, and I'm guessing if you're going to be fixing your rod yourself, you're a handy individual. I think they were like a, right around $10. Don't quote me on that, but they're that pretty right. cheap. So they're pretty good stuff. And it's not like you use them all the time. If you're using them to fix a fishing rod, it's it's well worth it so you don't order the wrong stuff. Rob over at Two Old Vets Fishing <laughs> says, all I want for Christmas is a Krampus cane. I think you we're better hurry and let me know for sure. <laughs> Christmas orders are almost full right now. It's going to be hard to get them all done, but I might squeeze one in for you, Rob. Yeah. Aaron is talking about getting a five-foot one from you. A five-footer. I got I got some really I just actually have an order filled out that I'm going to send off to tomorrow. I'll call them up and place it for some more of the ultralight stuff. I don't have any in here. I don't. He's not in the garage anymore. He's in his yeah. den. So Cindy I moved get... me out of the garage. I had it all set up to do the podcast, and she moved me in here. I think that way she can make sure I'm not looking at porn or something. I'm not. I'm not 100 on that. But I think it was because it costs so much to heat that garage in the wintertime. Because it does. It, Mark, you're froze up. I'm no I'm I'm looking oh, I'm at the sorry. chat. I'm, I'm looking sorry. at the chat. I'm scanning for questions while you're you're answering them. So Stonefly said he's been putting off building rods for years. It's it's addictive. It's not quite as addictive as tying jigs. I will <laughs> I will tell you that's probably the most addictive habit. And and speaking of which. You see what this is? Wait, wait, what? Oh, really? You got some squirrel tail for me? I got some there, squirrel tails for Mark. I have some squirrel tails for the Chad. And I mowed up all the leaves in the yard today. And since I've eliminated a number of these squirrels, over 50 <clears throat> to be exact, I can find pecans. I picked up two coffee cans full of pecans that was under the leaves today. I love pecans. Me They're too. good. You know, it, pecans in a cinnamon roll with a side order of bacon. I'm a happy man. <laughs> there, Josh has got a question. I'm, I'm scrolling, scrolling through, looking for the questions in order. Oh, okay. We're getting down there. I'm pretty far behind. Uh, let's see. Uncle Lou says, Lyle was more than accepting to answer my question and helping me along when I first started building some rods and invited me down to show him the ropes. He had mentioned that actually to me, Uncle Lou. And if you guys don't know, Uncle Lou is, uh, he's selling some rods. I don't, they're not, I don't believe they're custom rods. Correct me if I'm wrong, Uncle Lou. But if you want to check out uh, Uncle Lou's Tackle Shop on Facebook, he sells some pretty cool rods. I use them. They're pretty good stuff. So, I know Lee for a long time. And I would, I help anybody, even rod builders that's in the business that are competitors of mine. I don't consider competitors. Most of them are pretty good friends. And if they call me up and they're having a problem or something, I had a guy one time having terrible problems with decals. He was having to go to 
the local newspaper office in his town to get decals printed. And I said, no, 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 no. And we're not going to do it that way. And I explained to him how to make the decals, and he's been making his own decals ever since. I'm. It's about helping people do better. Uh, and that's it. The last rod I broke was a $250 rod. The wind blew it over while docking the boat and bent down between the dock and the boat. Snap. Well, yeah, there's was, not any much you can do about it. I don't care who builds a rod. That was a statement from Betty Cross for those of you listening at home. She's yeah. talking about, you know, rod lockers and rod lockers and uh, graphite rods don't mix, especially if you drop a door on a rod locker door That's on them. Right. They will shatter faster than, yep. than, than, than me at the shrimp buffet or at the bacon, <laughs> at the all you can eat bacon station. I haven't seen the all you can eat bacon for a long time. <laughs> I remember we used to have a Shoney's here in town that, that would have all-you-can-eat bacon, and my buddy Dwight Myers and I used to put walk in that thing, and he'd look at that lady says, can I get you anything? And he said, tell that guy in the back to start cooking up some more bacon. <laughs> Luke over at Fish on Luke says, I have the same reel as well. Uh, please know that I do not own the gold reel. Someone let me borrow it for a video. <laughs> I'd love to have one of them, but Cindy would kill me if I bought one of those. I'll just know it. You guys would have no more entertainment because I wouldn't be around for you to make fun of. <laughs> it's truly collector stuff right there. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a cool reel if you got a stack of them uh, uh, along with some vintage stuff. So that's that's a totally different animal. Yeah. I'm scrolling through the chat looking for some more questions that were asked. We got something here from Whiskers and Stripes. Let's see if we can get his question. Uh, how much would a Black Horse custom bump and rod set a man back? $100 an arm, a leg, firstborn title, and a <laughs> title to a Rolls Royce. You know what? Um, you're going to have to message him offline if you're really interested. I don't think Lyle wants to talk about that. Oh, it don't, do matter you, Lyle? it don't matter to me. The rolls will get you about any rod you want, I promise. <laughs> but bumping rods, all the prices have went up the first year, and, and I've absorbed the increase the whole time. And when January 1 goes or comes around, they will be 250 Right now, they're 225 Which is reasonable for a custom rod. I've seen them higher than that. Yeah, I, I don't – I'm not in it to get rich. I just want to come out and – uh, what it does, building rods, no more than I do anymore. Uh, buys a little gas for Sunday night to go fishing. There you go. <laughs> Josh over at the Weekend Angler asks, he says, Lyle, the real seat on my bump and rod that I've used less than a dozen times broke free from the blank, and now the reel will spin all the way around the blank. Is that an easy fix or trash the rod? And uh, <laughs> just so everybody knows who's listening in, in, in chat, um, uh, Josh is a pretty handy dude. So if, if he is Josh, what, what I would do is I would drill some holes in the real seat and run some two part epoxy down inside those holes, um, two or three up to two or three holes uh, along the, the uh, length of the real seat, some in the front and some in the back. They'll put them all in, right in a row. Uh, we'll do that. Or you can take off the front or rear grip and slip it up or down and fill the voids of whatever they use for arbors uh, with epoxy and then put the put the whatever kind. If I was going to do that, though, I would go back with cord wrap because it's just easier to fix. But it's, it's really, I've fixed a lot of them that way. 
There's a lot of people out there on YouTube that have cord wrap videos as well. So check them out. It's pretty good. And it did, it's a pretty cool way to doing it. It looks pretty easy. And if they get all soaked with slime or, or fish blood or guts and all of that stuff, yeah. you can always just cut it off and replace it. That, that paracord's cheap. The stuff, at, the stuff at Walmart's just about as good as any of the other stuff you buy. I've got items. rolls and rolls of it. But, Josh, if you decide to do that and go with the paracord thing, uh, you're over here a couple times a year. Let me know. I'll help you with that because when I put it on that lathe and I tighten it down with the epoxy and the stuff that I put that cord on, it ain't never, you got to cut it off. So it's, you can't do that unless you have a wrapper. Fishing with the Chad is posting a, um, a link for somebody who's not on Facebook. You can email Uncle Lou if you're interested in his tackle over at uh, TB1Fan2005 at Yahoo.com, and Uncle Lou will take care of you. Those are some good-looking rods. They're, they stand out. They're really bright. They're fluorescent. They're I oranges, to, uh, which is one of my favorite new colors that come out. I do like the green, but the orange, in my opinion, is a little fresh. So, I do love Ole. I've known him for a long, long time. I'm sorry to say that I have never bought anything for him, but I just don't need anything right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I've, I'm stopped I know what up, you mean. I stopped up on everything, but when I do, I will sure enough check Lee out because he's a dear friend, and uh, I've known him for a long time, and there's not a better guy in the world to be around than, than Lee Reed. <clears throat> There's Mr. David Martin. What's going on, David? He says, I'm blaming the last 20 pounds I gained on Lyle and Mark. <laughs> Big Nasty had nothing to do with that, did he? Heck no. David got a new boat. So happy for him. It looks like a dandy, too. Mm. Palmetto Cats. Kevin says, have you ever built someone a custom set of rods, like a set of six? Several times. Several times. <laughs> all matching, all with the same decals and everything on it. Um, I, I've done a lot of those for different guys. Yeah, the, some guys like to have that color coordination. It. <clears throat> they they really do. They they get those colors set in their head and they want to keep it there. There's no better yep. way than to hire somebody to build you a custom set. One that comes to mind is Andrew Littley come over to the house. We was actually staying with my mom before she passed, trying to get, get her to better. Uh and, and it just didn't work. She ended up back in a nursing home and uh, so on and so forth. But anyhow, uh, he come over and he spent the whole afternoon with me deciding which rod. We pulled out blanks and he'd bend them and tweak them and play with them and do this and do that and got done. And he decided on the color he wanted and what he wanted on the decal. And it was a snowy old dreary day. And he got home and about an hour after he left, I got a phone call and it was Andrew Little. And he said, I changed my mind on them rods. I want them to be silver and red. <laughs> I said, okay, dude, that's fine. No problem. <laughs> but he, he got six, and there's been a lot of others. He, he's the first one that popped into mind. Andrew catches a lot of big fish. He really does. Um, I'm trying to think of the guy down, and I took six of them and met him at Winter Blues on Wheeler one year, and and we all met for dinner one night, and he was late getting there. And he said, man, I had one of them rods bent. It was in a horseshoe completely underneath the boat, and the fish was on the other side. I said, the rod didn't break, though, did it? He said, oh, no. He said, you ought to have seen that thing. And he said, we caught 600 pounds of fish that afternoon. That's and a good day of fishing right there. Holy smokes. The, that was the day before the tournament. The tournament day, he caught like 50 pounds. 
<laughs> Isn't that the way it always happens? It happens, just seems though? like it. It, it, it. This guy lives up, uh, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head, but he lives up towards Kansas City. And uh, it, it was crazy, yeah. I just uh, posted that TikTok of my fish that I uh, lost over. You know, I've been looking for that 40-pound flathead all summer. Well, not all summer. I, I'd be lying if I put in, if I said I put any real effort in chasing that fish. But I need to fill that slot on my line of stickers on my boat. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that fish was 40 pounds, Lila, at least. <laughs> but I missed it right at the boat. And it was really upsetting. Never leave your net in the boat. So a little side question there or a little side statement there. Um, and you could follow me or Catfish Weekly on TikTok. Lyle's set up there. Follow him. Let's get him to make some rods on there. That would be cool. Um, and me, Catfish and Crappie. Uh, there's a bunch of people. If you want to list your TikTok stuff on there. Um, also, I do want to let you know if you do follow me, please private message me. Let me know that you did, and I will follow you back. I've been, it's been hard to... Uh, um, uh, keep up with everybody. Nina's kayak crew. Let's. She's got a question. She says, uh, "Is there a rod that you think can be used for different types of fishing?" They all can be used for different types of fishing. One of the one of the best examples of that that I can think of is a lightweight graphite rod um, where you can catch small panfish, crappie on, and you also catch bass on it in certain situations. That's one of the best. Uh, best things uh, examples i can come up with justin's fishing fetish is yelling in the chat yep. stop that justin <laughs> says i have a video on fixing a real seat <laughs> uh chad says duct tape doesn't count justin <laughs> uh, <laughs> justin fits right in there with you with you and chad and dockery and josh you know he fits right in there I'm trying to scroll in. I do see that Josh over at the Weekend Angler gave me a, a, a $2.22 uh, uh, <laughs> super chat. He says, uh, did you all hear Stan caught a huge sturgeon? Yes, we heard it. When I get down to it, I will highlight it. Till <laughs> SK's crappie catching adventure. So uh, Josh, the Weekend Angler, also says, I did a Paragord wrap on my two tangling with cats spinning rods uh, that I painted. I used that Hagen grubs method and it worked pretty well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hagen does have a good video on how to do yep. that. If I did sure earlier, I'm actually doing a video right now on a rod that I'm building. And uh, this one, uh, it doesn't have paracord wrap on it. It's got um, Hapalon, which is softer, more forgiving that EBA foam, it's really hard to sand and form uh, because it just clogs up paper and stuff like that. But um, I'm doing a whole video on this rod. I, I got the camera set up out there, and uh, you get to hear all the sanding and the noise and all the BS with it. Uh, but I'll cut some of that out and narrate it once, the, once we're complete. So it, it should be interesting. Pardon me. It should be interesting for most of the people that's interested in that kind of stuff. I need to highlight this comment from Pontoon Jody Catfishing. She says, anybody who says sturgeon and chat must pay $2.22 super chat. I think Jody just said super, I think Jody just said sturgeon, didn't she, Lyle? Yeah, I think she did. <laughs> did I mention that Jody will be the guest on Catfish Weekly next Monday night? 
Yeah, I think you might have. I'm looking forward to that. I had Jody on my I show. I think we'll too. have a good time. A lot of fun to talk to. She's feeling better now, too. I do want to send out good thoughts and prayers to Jeremy Colvin at Jeremy Colvin's Fishing. Absolutely. He is, he is in a hospital, like you mentioned, on Catfish Weekly with uh, um, with COVID, so please keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, uh, I think Pam person, got it, too. Who got it, too? I think Pam also has it, but Pam she's has not it too. as bad as Jeremy. I think she's home, but he is... He is in the hospital. I got a message from her yesterday. That's what I understood her to tell me. <laughs> Here's a true statement right here from Frank over at Twisted Fishing TV. He says, catfish anglers are the only tournament guys that will sore mouth the crap out of a fish for a week before a tournament. All week? Not just the week before, the whole entire week right up to the day before. <laughs> uh that's a fact. <laughs> Whisker, boom, whiskers and stripes with a $2.22 <laughs> super chat for saying the word sturgeon. We got a sturgeon jar. I had mentioned that in one of the live streams the other day, and it looks like it's taken off. <laughs> Same with two old vets. Boom. Up. I just lost I just lost my video card. So hold on, folks. Hopefully it'll come back. It's trying. Oh man. There we go, Lyle. I'm back. Kind of. Sort of. Sort of. Can you hear I me? I can hear you, but I don't see you. All right. Let's see. Uh, da, da, da. That's let's just me. That's me and you. <laughs> Lost my video here. That's odd. That'll give me something to play with. For you guys bit. can still hear me, right? Yes, sir. All right. We can hear you fine. Uh, let me see if I can get this fixed. Sorry for that, folks. I am I'm going trying... to go ahead and show that Mike's Fishing Home hits you with a 444 pays for me and Jody. Bless his heart. Thank you very much. Very, Absolutely. very much. And then Jody didn't see it in time, so she hit you with 222. <laughs> Dang it. Backfired on me. <laughs> That's all right. We'll take it. I lost I lost video on here. Let's see what's going on here, folks. I'm trying to get her figured out. All oh, right. Man. I'm gonna uh restart my video, my camcorder here, my video uh device here. Let's see if okay. we can't get it. Well, you got control of that. I got it. I'm working it now. I'm trying to let's see. Did you do a um highlight on whiskers and stripes for 222? Uh, yeah, you did because it's two old vets was after that. I'm trying to catch up where you was at. Um, there you are. I'm back catching them fish. And yes, I would recommend any ugly stick for multiple species, and that's very true. That's probably one of the most universal rods in the industry, I would guess. They've been making them forever, too, haven't they? They have, and they're great for a low dollar thing. They're they're extremely uh, durable. They last a long time. They don't break the bank. You can catch a lot of fish on. I got a few ugly sticks that I still use. I use them for other rods. So, I've I've repaired ugly sticks. When I tell guys that you can buy a new one cheaper than I can fix it, but they've had it since it was new. They, it, it's part of their family. Just fix it. It doesn't matter if it's twice the price. Well, a lot of times it's more than that. It, it takes it's it's easier to build a new rod on a new blank 
than it is to tear down a rod completely down to the blank, refinish the blank, and then build on it again. It's cheaper, just to, it's easier and cheaper to build a new one. But some people, for different reasons, want that particular rod redone. And hey, who am I to judge? Exactly. There's a lot of people that have sentimental reasons. That's and, right. And and they think or 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 superstitious reasons. Absolutely, that's, right? Again, yeah, that's very true. All right, Lyle, I'm going to take a, a real quick break. George Ray, he's a, I believe he's on the other side of the pond, if I'm not mistaken. Please I believe you're right. Me, George. George does a really good job of sharing everybody's links. He really pushes my channel and other chats and stuff. And he's asking, guys, can you please pick up my new fishing channel, Fishing the Dream with George Ray, uh, not to be mixed up with uh, other channels. Uh, so I wanted to make sure that you guys go over there and check him out. Absolutely. Um, he helps everybody out. If anybody deserves it, he does. So. I agree 100%. He's a great guy. Thank you, Chad. And, yeah, Chad did make a statement saying that my bag of squirrel fur was heavier than his, and that's the way it should be, Chad. <laughs> if you guys are wondering what happened to my video feed, we're trying to feed it uh, – uh, 1080p today probably a very good <laughs> idea to reboot my system before we started so it would have been good uh, let's see what else we got we got any more questions and twisted fishing says mark is fixing up that drink real quick uh that's what the bubbling sound is i didn't hear that i'll have to listen to the replay <laughs> <laughs> chad i'm ignoring that comment from you let's see uh all right, here's a question from Carolina Catfish. Lyle, uh, how about a light-action rod for dragging baits? What would that cost, and how far behind are you? I can't start. Other, than, I'm, I'm saving a couple of spots open for for uh, Christmas stuff, but uh, it'll be uh, mid-January before I start on anything new. And light-action rod for dragging baits, I don't know what kind of water you're fishing or what kind of baits that your fishing or size fish you're fishing for i for dragon baits i normally recommend a medium heavy but if you're uh if you're dragging it where you're catching smaller fish or light baits a light action will work and i do have those blanks uh, anywhere from seven to eight foot we don't do anything any longer than that uh because anything over eight foot, is, unless it's two pieces, shipping kills you. Here's an example of uh, of what we were just talking about. Uh, catching them fish says, I have my first ugly stick. It is broken. I keep it because uh, it is the rod I got hooked on fishing. Also, my biggest fish came on it. Yeah. Great yeah. reason. There's, there's, yeah, people keep them. And, and I have a couple of rods that I built probably 15 years ago. Um, that I still take everywhere we go, just about. They're, they're great rods. There's nothing wrong with them. They last forever. People uh, collect reels. They might, they, some people collect rods if they mean something. I know Stan's got his one. Sturgeon, I said it. I owe myself $2.22. Um, Sturgeon rod on his, on, on his wall. So uh, why shouldn't you keep them if you like it? Says. Yeah. All right. And, Want to be outdoors? Says Lyle, what blanks do you use for fly rods? Are they the same? as cat rods just bigger meaning longer no uh they are not um all the fly rods that i build are graphite they come from a various variety of companies um and i'd have to check to see which one has the best deal 
uh, on a on a specific length and action because some of the guys want say you're wanting a salmon rod. Well, there's a company that makes blanks for those that I specifically use for guys going to Alaska and stuff for eight and nine weight salmon rods. Uh, if you're wanting a four or five weight rod and you're catching trout and panfish and stuff like that, I use a different company because they're blanks. I like them better. Uh, and it's just from experience. It just depends. Uh, but there's a whole, every company in the world makes blanks, makes different blanks for different things. And you weed through the ones that you like and don't like uh, to find out what works the best for you at the best deal for your, uh, for your uh, base of people that are buying stuff for you. Um, anywhere from uh, American Tackle, Plum Up to Sage and, and different companies, it just depends on the supplier and how many they buy at a time so they can get them at a price that's reasonable enough. But I've, built, I've bought rod blanks for fly rods that was over $600. And uh, I felt so bad that they were so expensive. I didn't make no money off the blank at all. I just, just charged what I charged to build it because when you're paying $600 for a fly rod blank, um, if you made any markup on the blank, it would cost so much that you know, the guy would have a thousand bucks in it. And those guys nearly did have. But that's what they wanted. And there's, there's, you know, these high dollar rods, if you get a chance, now's the season when they have all these fishing expos, catfish conference stuff and that. Some of these fishing expos, a lot of custom rod builders will show up to them, right, Rod Lyle? Yes, yes. They'll let you handle what a $400 rod feels like. Mm-hmm. And you'll pick it up. Not that you should pay 400 bucks, but if you want to, please go ahead. You yeah. pick one up and it, 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 you're, it'll open your eyes. It'll be like, oh my goodness. It's, they're feather light. They, they feel like, you know, you're, you're, it, it, they're just, they just have a totally different feel to them. They really do. There's a big difference between, yeah. you know, all my other rods, which I love and, and, and picking up, let's say a $500 grant rod. It's just ridiculous, but it's exponential. The price is definitely exponential when you're talking about that. That's exactly right. And here's, here's a prime example for that. Um, an e-glass rod with uh, it doesn't matter if it's cork or EVA foam or Hapalon or cord wrap with an aluminum reel seat, which for some reason people think they got to have aluminum reel seat. That's far from the truth. It's a confidence all, builder. All it does is add weight to your rod that you don't need. But if that's what they want, we're happy to do it. Um, they weigh just under a pound, just under a pound. A bumping rod, if you make it with the um, split rear grip, when I get done with it, they weigh seven to eight ounces. Depending, every blank is a little bit different, and the length of your uh, split grip part and your foregrip. If somebody wants a short one or a long one, uh, which real seat you use, and all all that plays into it. But seven to eight ounces for a blank like that, then you put your reel and stuff on. Yep. Big deal. Um, Mark Dishman is saying, um, I got to say, you fellas are great together. Been a grin on my face the whole time. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate it. But it's it's, it's Lyle that, that's doing it, not me. He makes me look good. Uh, we got another super chat from Nina's Kayak Crew. Thank you, dear. He says, I love watching you guys. So glad uh, we have joined the catfishing community. We're very happy to have you. Wouldn't you agree, Lyle? I would. Absolutely. Yeah, they're great folks. Let's great see. folks. Uh, what do we got here? 
People are asking to post George Ray's uh, channel in chat if you could do that and check him out. Justin with another question. Let's see here. Uh, can can Lyle show my red reel he's going <laughs> to will to me? I'm going to use for striper fishing. Are you talking about this one here that will never see the line? Now, on what it? is that? 19, <laughs> that's a 1968 Abu, correct, that you uh, correct. got as a gift from a bunch of us? I did. A bunch of fine people donated and bought that for me and it's one of my prized possessions it sets right here i look at it every day and then when somebody like justin wants to see it, of course i pull it out and show it to me i know that's what they're for so that's there right. you go <laughs> there you go justin <laughs> scrolling through looking for some more questions <laughs> i got a i got a, a um, message from the d and <laughs> on facebook it says hey dad Daddy. <laughs> so you know she's listening. There you go. She, did she call you Daddy? Chad. Yeah. Chad. Chad. Oh, <laughs> We're not going to go anywhere. Try to keep our family show, no matter how many of these tumblers I've had tonight. That's so, right. uh, Jody's another super chat for saying the S word. Thank you very much. I'm going to have to eat baloney all week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> People pointing it out. Let's see. We got Weekend Angler here with another question for you. Lyle says, Lyle, any clue uh, what what brain surgeon decided that ultralight rods need to be five, six long? Finding a seven-foot ultralight spinning rod is like hunting for a needle in a haystack. Really? I've got a few seven-foot blanks out in my shop. <laughs> and some <laughs> on order. <laughs> well, there you go. I have to tell you, Josh. Um, Dockery has a, a thing, and that was the original Krampus cane was a two-piece. I believe it's a six-and-a-half-foot rod. And the reason it being a two-fish is because most of the time, Katie's driving James where he wants to go, and they're in her little uh, escape. So he does, he's limited on room. Uh, now, I have built on that same blank a one-piece seven-foot rod the first couple I slammed in the tailgate of the truck, <clears throat> so they're not quite seven foot any longer. But uh, I have a couple of those blanks, and I have to tell you, they work really, really good. Um, they cast a long ways, um, but I do, personally, I like a little stiffer tip than what these has got, so I ordered some different ones for the next time for me to try. Uh, a lot of people like the real light tips, but I do have some seven footers here. Good deal. Um, yeah, I like, uh, I've been using seven and a half foot crappie rods pretty much for everything from walleye to, to panfish to obviously to crappie, and they work pretty well. So uh, I do have some uh, uh, softer and uh, ultralight type rods that I used for a while, but but Josh is absolutely right. It was always hard to get like something over a, a five foot, five and a half foot. Like even um, John Goodwin, I, I managed to get into a conversation with him from uh, Duck Dynasty, and he was kind enough to send one of their Duck Dynasty uh, um, uh, ultralight rods and the double, I think it's the double tip or whatever, the double feel. They got actually like notches in the cork handle so you can feel the rod blank to me. And, and I really did like that rod, and it was a shorter rod. And I'm a big dude. I'm, I'm six foot, you know, um, not 
not slim whatsoever. <laughs> and uh, a rod that size uh, never appealed to me until I got my hands on them. They work. They work all right. I am looking at getting some dock shooting rods a while. I know a lot of dock shooting rods are what right in the five and a half foot length for sure. Yeah, I've got one. I fell into one, Mark. If you want to hear about it, I fell I into. I do want to hear about it. I, I've been practicing dock shooting out of the front of my boat in my front yard because I never did do it. And I really, really find that extremely interesting, especially on Lake of the Ozarks where every, you can't look, there's not a dock. I mean, it's just so full of docks. They finally quit making people putting docks on. So I'm up there shooting and I picked up one that I shut in the tailgate some time ago and it shortened it. And I just put a tip top on it and called it a day. Well, it's about six and a half foot. And it's graphite, and you can pull it back, and it's just stiff enough that you can zing that baby almost all the way across my yard. I'm pretty impressed with it. <laughs> but now, to match that with something in the right length, because from my understanding of watching videos and talking to people that do a lot of dock shooting, six, six and a half foot's about where you want to be on on. And some of them even use five and a half foot rods for dock shooting. Uh, you know, if I can find something that's reasonably close to that, because this thing here will send them. It, it really is. But like I say, it's one that, that I shut the tailgate of the truck and broke it. It was a six and a half or seven foot rod. And, uh, hey, I do it all the time. Don't think that I don't. Um, but. Cindy and I go out a lot of times. There's a couple of small creek venues that we go to, and we catch fish, and I get in a hurry on our way to getting to go home, or I'm thirsty, or what? who knows what the reason is, and I'll shut the top down, and the rod will pop up from the tailgate, and boom, it snaps it. But um, something, oh, I, something I will mention about graphite, you have to be extremely careful with graphite blanks. Uh, if you have a graphite rod and you ever scratch it anywhere up and down the blank, if it ever breaks, it'll break right where that scratch is. I promise you that. Don't nick it. Yeah, don't ever nick it. You have to be really careful with them. It'll break just as easy as if you uh, slam it in a car door, to be honest. That's with right. You. UKC Fishing with Big Dan. There's a new one. There we go. Welcome to the chat. We appreciate you. Mr. Duggar Fishing says, I have an 11-foot G. Loomis steelhead rod I use for channel cats and big plugs for lake trout. Those are, you know, long rods have their place, at least in, in my toolbox. They so do. I know a lot of people like longer rods. Um, um, and, and some, you know, like me for catfish, I like a 6.7. I know there's people out there that like them right around uh, uh, 12. They like using the surf rods. So yeah. they're, 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 the, they're pretty uh, good. Let me ask you, well, that brings up my question. I'm going to be self-serving SOB and ask my own question. When you're, when you're building, yeah, <laughs> getting low. when you're building, a, let's say a 12 foot and plus rod, right? Now, is that a one piece blank that you cut apart or you put multiple blanks together? How does that work? Do what now? Now, when you're building a 12 foot or greater rod. Mm-hmm. Is that a one blank that you have to cut into no. pieces? No. no. So, or do you order like the top end and the bottom end and no. extend them that way? 
No, you you order the rod. They've already matched them perfectly. No, they go through them, and, and every one of them is different. Every rod blank is different because they all have different spines to where they have a hard spot that you mm-hmm. line up with your guides to get it in the right spot. And these companies, they'll build a 1,000 or 2,000 bottom sections and the same amount of top sections, and then they'll go through them and find the ones that match closest to them and they put those together, and that's how they determine uh, a two-piece set. So, is that true even for shorter rods? Let's yes. say you got a, you got a seven and a half that you got a two-piece. Of course, I know they do it the same way. Yeah, I know that's okay. how they do the surf rods uh, because I've seen videos for guys, and you can't get these videos. They don't put them on YouTube, but the companies will send them to guys that buy a lot of stuff from, them, or they used to. I don't know if they still do or not, but they'll they showed me a video one time, and I'm sitting there watching these guys are putting it together, and then they'll grab a different one and they'll put it together. They may go through three or four before they find one that fits, does lines up, they got the right spine to it. Then they'll set those two together, put uh, rubber bands around them, and that's one set. And then they'll get they have the next one. They start looking for that, and that's what, all that guy does all day long. It's tedious. I mean, but that that's what handcrafting does for you. You get you get that's that true. kind of attention to detail. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Freddy's Outdoor Adventures with another question. He says, seven foot uh, ultralight blank. Is that my Krampus cane you're making me in the shop? <laughs> the rod I'm working on right now is a bumping rod. And um, I also have a ultralight to do next. It's a two-piece. It'll be a Dockery Deluxe Krampus cane. Um, and then I've got two seven-footers that I'm going to work on. That is uh, one piece ultralights. Seven or seven and a half. I have to look. I don't remember now. Whisker and Stripe says, I hate two-piece rods for the same reason Palmetto hates them. All right. Now, I'm not a big fan of two-piece rods, but, but except for like crappie rods and stuff. But you know what? <clears throat> I don't fight them. I think uh, uh, it, it's, it's basically all in your head to be honest with you, right? I mean, sometimes, sometimes you launch them off the end. Let's say if yeah. I got my nine and a half foot Fenwick out at, at, on the shores of Lake Michigan and I'm casting one ounce spoons to uh, uh, Kings, every like hundred cast at that top part will come by. I'm guessing that's what Whisker and Stripes is talking about. Um, people cast them out. But if you got a good knot on the end, you're always going to get that that top half back. Just reel it in, right? Unless you get yeah. caught up or anything. But I've never I think had it's, that it's happen. It's a confidence thing, too. Yeah, I've never had that happen. I know I've heard guys do it and seen videos of people doing it, but I have never, never done that. Um, but again, when you're talking about the blank, the quality of blanks that I used when I build versus the commercial stuff that's on the market that's on a shelf, there's a lot of difference in them. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, um, you can buy bumping rod blanks, bumping rods completely built from a lot of people for $100 or $150 or less. The blank that I use to build bumping rods on cost me $100. So there's the difference. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, that's just the way it is. Frank over to a sufficient TV says he just picked up some seven, six ACC crappie sticks. I uh, uh, posted They're that up there be because really uh, a- ACC crappie sticks holler at your boy, man. I use them for everything. I love them rods. If it's not a custom, I'm running either ACC or B and M uh, rods for crappie bait, even, 
even for you know the little bit of walleye fishing I do, um, I like the Fenwick rods a lot. I'm talking about store bought rods, customs because I'm not a rich man. Um, they're 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 really good rods for. You're not rich. No, I'm not rich. That's not what Dockery says. <laughs> I'm looking for some more questions here. <laughs> Inside jokes. There you go. Matt's got a question here. He says, can you bond the two-piece rods and make it permanent one-piece rod and not hurt the dexterity of it? What should you use to bond those two sections? Yes, you can. I've done that for several people uh, and use a good quality two-part epoxy. But now I will tell you the best way to make sure you don't have issues is to wrap a thread wrap an inch, inch and a half up from the base of the on-top piece, whether it be the bottom or the top, and that'll keep that from splitting on you down the road. I do all my two-piece blanks that way. I put a wrap of thread and then finish over top of that. Uh, that just eliminates an issue from ever happening, and it also keeps them spreading out and coming apart. Cool. Good deal. Thank you for the super chat. Mike's home fishing with a $2 super chat. He's assaulting somebody in the chat room via cash donation, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, have a good time. Whiskered Stripe says, you're way behind in chat, Mark. But yes, over time, the furrow wells in the joint because yeah, I am way behind. I don't want to miss any questions. We're trying to get through all of these. We are running low on time, so I'm kind of going to blast through here. Uh, Rob over at Two Vets Fishing says, I'm a firm believer in storing rods inside climate control in the winter. Does it matter if you store it in the shed uh, with cold temps over the winter or not? You know, I've, I've had them inside and outside. I can't tell any difference, but um, you, you want them standing as straight up as you can and not leaning up against stuff because of some of the cheaper blanks will bend and if they're left in one position over time they'll grow to that particular thing so you, you want them to stand up as straight as you can and the mount the most support on the bottom third or two-thirds of the blank not on your tip yeah i got a couple of rods that that's actually happened to uh two rods that i love dearly that that just from having them you know in the bed of my short bed pickup truck yep. on an angle eight foot rods they got a little bend to them but i i still use them that doesn't really yeah. does that hurt them at all or no, no it don't hurt them it just looks okay. funky to just look funny yep. all right so i think i made it to the bottom of chat i think we got everybody's questions so i appreciate everybody we got people coming in saying hello thank you very much for the kind words mr parker Absolutely. um I want to thank everybody for watching. I wish I had some giveaways to do today, but I don't. You know um, what? I, uh, I would like to say hello to John. I reached out to him about his tournament coming up because I didn't know if it was a team event or singles event. And I had was interested in fishing that tournament, but Cindy and I fish as a team. And if I take, if I go to fish that tournament and she has to sit there in the thing and watch me, that's no fun. Um, so I, I had to, to not enter that, but, um, I think what John Parker has going on would be a lot of fun. You take one worm and catch your bait and then go out and catch a catfish or as many catfish as you can. I think that's extremely interesting. And I think you'll have a good turnout for that. 
I absolutely agree. I think that's a cool idea. I just got the details on that whole tournament, the one rod, one worm tournament, and it's not necessarily just one worm out there. I guess you can actually build from there. You can use that one worm to catch other bait and take that bait and move forward and go from there. there. It go. sounds like, sounds really like cool, a good time. Cool, cool tournament idea. So I wish them all the luck with that. Yep, I do too. All right, folks, so if you're listening to this in, or if you're watching this in chat, I appreciate you. Thank you for all the super chats. Lyle, thank you for your time. I am going to be posting the um, audio podcast replay of my talk with um, uh, Luke Hedges from Fish on Luke and Northwoods Angling tonight. That's going to go up approximately at midnight just after that. I got it scheduled for. So if you listen to that in the podcast or you want to hear a replay, you can do it there. Uh, if you want to go on to uh, Facebook and watch it live on there too, it was a great show. I appreciate it. This one will be on next week. If you're listening to it, um, I guess it is this week, next week. Wow, time warp, huh? <laughs> Lyle, thank you so much for, for being on here and answering the questions. I'm going to continue doing this. I'm going to continue with the Masterclass series. I got some ideas of people I have on here. It's not going to be a regular thing. It's going to be an off-the-cuff because I want to be able to give the people I want to come on here the opportunity to do it when their time allows, and hopefully I can get them to do Ask Me Anythings afterwards. I know that we waited a little while to do the Ask Me Anything with you, but to be honest with you, David, who I had on for the Channel Cat Masterclass, pretty much gave me the idea at the time, so I wanted to bring you back here so we can exploit all your years of experience and get our Are you calling answered. me old again? Well, I'm yes, okay, I'm calling you old. You're the number one son, so you can do that. See, you hear that, guys? <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Catfish family. You guys all had great questions. Hopefully, you learned a lot today and you got them all answered. So, uh, uh, thank you. Keep all the people who are sick in your prayers, and, and uh, we'll see you guys on Thursday, Panfish Nation, uh, where we're going to have Flop and Crappie on there. I'm really looking forward to that, Lyle. So. Me too. It'd be fun. All right, buddy. Good night, everybody.